We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Podcast sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today by John McCackney. If you're out there on Twitter, you can give John a follow at Johnny McCax. That's J O H N N Y M C K E C H S. You can follow me, Jake Latarski, at Jakeski52, J A K E S K I 52. Uh, one final reminder here if you happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher and can take a minute to rate and review the podcast, it would be greatly appreciated here. Well, John, to get things going today, we've started to talk about a little bit of uh, a little bit of some football topics, and uh, we're going to do the same today to get the ball rolling. We'll slowly be transitioning in the NFL as that season starts. But I was looking at FanDuel's pricing today for the week one, uh, the week one Sunday Million here, and Antonio Brown at ninety three hundred is the top priced overall player on FanDuel. He has an interesting matchup for me against the Redskins in Week One. Uh, for you personally, is he going to be in your lineups considering he probably matches up against Josh Norman? I mean, I don't have any doubt that he deserves to be uh, the highest-priced uh, receiver. But looking at looking at the rest of uh, you know the breakdown of receivers here, I feel like there's just a lot more value to be had. Uh, if you look elsewhere, you know, AJ Green against the Jets for just 8,200. Mike Evans against Atlanta. Uh, you know, obviously he might have a tough matchup against Trufant, but 7,900 like that's really cheap for Mike Evans. So mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the game, but. 
Uh, I, I just feel like matchup wise and with the price, uh, I think you could go elsewhere. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think my favorite high priced option on the FanDuel slate has got to be DeAndre Hopkins. He's just 8400 and he gets uh, the Chicago Bears. And I think the Texans, even with Osweiler, have a pretty good chance to uh, go ahead and put some points on the board okay. with Hopkins being one of the primary recipients there and Lamar Miller later on in the game but that was just a quick preview we'll talk more about week one matchups I don't know if it'll be the two of us but uh, we'll talk more about week one matchups as week one begins to approach here but let's move on we've got a 15 game slate on FanDuel tonight means 48,000 entries in Tuesday's three dollar MLB squeeze a big tournament one of my favorites to play here but uh, let's stray away from tournaments and and talk 50 50s double ups John you need a safe pitcher to insert into your cash game lineups tonight who are you turning to first? Uh, I mean, this this one is just tailor made for for cash games, in my opinion. Max Scherzer, obviously, he's the most expensive guy, uh, sitting at eleven thousand two hundred. But he's going against Philly. Uh, Philly has been so 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 bad this year, and really even worse uh, in the second half. Uh, Scherzer's obviously this huge strikeout guy, and the Phillies have the third highest strikeout percentage in baseball uh, since the break, sitting at. Uh, 23.3%. They have the fourth worst ISO since the break, and they're dead last and weighted on base. So I think Scherzer's just set to dominate. I I feel like a lot of the time it's hard to guarantee that a pitcher's going to roll out 10Ks or more, but I think tonight is about as close to a a lock for for that sort of scenario as we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the strikeouts certainly do give you a very high floor with Scherzer win or lose, regardless of how his team is able to produce runs for him. So you're right. I think he's the safest pick. Uh, you know, I don't want to pick Scherzer as well, even though I think uh, I agree with you and, and the analysis there. I just want to offer up a different option here. Mm-hmm. And one guy I seem to like a lot tonight, uh, and it's going down the price list a while for cash games. But and, and a reminder here, I'm not necessarily fishing for strikeouts. I'm more or less fishing for a win in this scenario. And that is Julio Tehran. He sits at 7,800, and he's going to go up against Edwin Jackson in AAA San Diego. The Braves in that game are a minus 150 favorite. The Padres love to strike out. Their lineup's very depleted. They have Will Myers and Jan Harris Solarte in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, that's kind of cool, but other than that, nobody else is is truly threatening or anyone to really be afraid of uh, in my opinion there and Edwin Jackson is just he always has blow up written all over him at this stage in his career he's just kind of a, a stopgap in a San Diego rotation that maybe isn't ready to get some of their youngest pitchers ready to start and just yeah, exactly someone that can, it's a warm body to stand on the mound and serve up dingers essentially right because you're usually just not going to feel like the Braves are, are a lock to win but when it's Edwin Jackson on the mound the conversation changes yeah and even Vegas is is a little bit hesitant because you'd see you'd, you'd think there'd be a bigger spread but minus 150 is pretty good for the Braves that's as good as they're going to see pretty (laughs) much all year let's get real here so I think uh, that's good I mean things haven't gone necessarily too well for Toronto since the all-star break had a couple of tough matchups he's had a start in Coors Field and Chase Field so Mm -hmm. I think you know maybe the home run and and that kind of thing is uh, skewing things a little bit but if he's going to bounce back against anyone uh, before anyone you want to give up on him you know I I think he has a chance to do so against the, the Padres tonight so that's probably where I'm rolling in cash games because I mean there's a lot of ways to approach cash games you you can and, uh, I mean, you could just take the top price pitcher on the board. You're going to have to skimp on hitters. But mm-hmm. if you get a pitcher like Tehran with decent win probability and a good matchup, you can pick a lot of hitters with higher floors, too, and hopefully will help you lead you there today. But Tuesday hitters, the target, John. Uh, let's start going around the horn, uh, starting off at the catcher position. Who are you looking at? Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Russell Martin here. I think he checks in at 3,200. Uh, 
it's it's like almost essential tonight that you get some Blue Jays in your lineup going against Ubaldo Jimenez in Camden Yards. I think that's just too good to pass up. Martin, I, I think, is always like a good way to get a cheap portion of of that. Uh, stack or mini stack, whoever. Many His price is down a couple hundred dollars yeah. from yesterday. I think he was 34 yesterday, so you do get a little bit of a price break. Wade Miley and your Orioles pitched much better than I expected. I think Miley had 9Ks or something like that. But That was just weird. I don't, yeah. I don't think we're going to see two Orioles pitching flukes on back-to-back nights. <laughs> no, no, it's just not how it works. So I, I think... Uh, I think the Blue Jays are are definitely a team to target today. I think Martin is definitely uh, one of the best ways of of getting uh, some action on them. Yeah, I I like that too. Uh, I want to throw out a couple other options here. One guy I like is Nick Hundley for 3,000. I think that's some real cheap exposure to Coors Field. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's starting to heat up a bit. I mean, he's homered in two of his last three. So Hundley for 3K, I think, uh, is very reasonable. If you do want to go Scherzer and just decide to punt the position entirely, Travis Darno's 2,100. It's a decent punt play seven for 17 against tom kohler in his career so i mean you could do worse as a punt play i just double check to make sure he's in the lineups here right but moving on over to first base this is always a position where we want to try to buy a home run if whenever possible there are five first basemen priced at four thousand dollars or higher tonight are you looking in that top tier or are we moving down a little bit I uh, moved down a little bit to to a more affordable uh, price range. I went with Eric Hosmer, uh, checking in at thirty three hundred. Um, he's going against Tanaka, which you know isn't necessarily an easy matchup by any stretch. But you know uh, he's a lefty, so he's getting the the platoon advantage here. Uh, he's, he does like his best work at home. Uh, he's hitting two ninety with an eight seventeen OPS off of righties. Um, and like I said, his his uh, home splits are much more favorable than his road splits. So if you're going to use Hosmer, it's definitely better to get him uh, when he's at Kaufman. So uh, I don't think he's going to be particularly highly owned, but I think he's he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to produce, and, and you can kind of differentiate yourself by using him as opposed to one of the really high priced first basemen. John, I certainly hope you're right. Hosmer, someone that I'm using that I have in my stake league, who started off hot and slumped a little bit, and is starting to come back around with this Royals. I need a big uh, month from him, and although I probably won't use. Because I'm going to have some Tehran. I think if I don't have Tehran in the lineup, if I, well, I mean, if I don't have Tehran in the lineup, it's going to be because I'm using a guy like Scherzer, right. and we'll need to save a little bit money. And I think Hosmer is a perfect way to do that. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to throw out Freddie Freeman tonight because he. I mentioned five guys, four thousand or over. Freddie Freeman, you get a lefty against Edwin Jackson and the Padres, kind of going hand in hand with that Tehran analysis. Uh, I think Jackson will get touched up a little bit. And who better than Freddie Freeman to take him deep? Uh, you know, you got you got the platoon matchup, and he's not the highest price first baseman. You're right. not necessarily paying Poppy or Rizzo prices. Although, if you did have enough money to pay Poppy or Rizzo prices, I, I think there's a case to be made for that here. But I mean, and there might be. But we'll get to some tournament plays a little bit later on in the show that might free up enough salary to allow you to do that here. But moving over to the Keystone, John, second base. There's a few options that stood out for me. I see you have a pretty nice value play there tonight. Well. And, and this isn't to say that I disagree with using Tehran at all tonight, but I, I'm going to go with Ryan Schimpf. He's only 3,000, um, and he's just, like, when he clicks, it's uh, he always is able to produce extra base hits. It, it's He's one of the funkier stories in all of baseball this year. Mm-hmm. You know, this 28-year-old rookie comes out of nowhere uh, and is just on, on fire. Um, I think that he, he does get the uh, added bonus of going against Tehran, who, like you mentioned earlier, hasn't been particularly sharp to to what we expect from him uh since he came back from the dl gave up 11 hits and two bombs last time out i think Schimpf is a guy that um you know 
despite the kind of punchless nature of the rest of the Padres lineup, I think Schimpf is a guy that sneakily uh, could could get a little bit of damage in tonight. So I'm going to roll with him for just mm-hmm. 3K. Well, I mean, if something happens to Tehran and it doesn't go quite as planned, especially the Braves bullpen isn't all that scary. Uh, I mean, you look at the back end there. Vizcaino isn't quite what he was last year. He's working his way back to that stage. And ninth inning, you're looking at Jim Johnson if you find yourself uh, behind. So not the top tier of closers yeah, I'm, here. I'm familiar with Jim Johnson. Oh, from, yes. From, <laughs> from his Oriole days of just exactly. absolute meltdowns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Tehran doesn't doesn't last more than five innings, the next options they're looking at are deeper. So, I mean, if you disagree with me and, and want to and want to throw some Padres in there, you can get them in at a very reasonable price and then get to use a guy like Scherzer exactly. at the top of the list here. Uh, the second baseman that I have here is going to be our batter versus pitcher matchup of the day. That is Matt Carpenter. He's 4,300, so you're going to have to pay up for it. But there's a good reason he's 4,300 because he's 18 for 38 with eight extra base hits and three home runs that adds up to a 1377 OPS against Willie Peralta in oh the Milwaukee God. Brewers here. Uh, Willie Peralta, he's he's off and on. He's a tough guy to call. I've uh it almost seems like every time I say stack up against him that he actually has a decent outing, which is mm-hmm. surprising, but this is the Cardinals here and the Cardinals I mean, outside of a few exceptions here and there, they have unfortunately owned the Brewers over the years, yeah. and I don't see. I mean, they're they're vying for a wild card spot. The Brewers are vying for a better draft pick at this point. So I, I could see stacking up Cardinals tonight, and I mean Willie Peralta. To his credit, he's going to be pitching for a uh, rotation spot next season, and and if he's able to beat the Cardinals, that only helps his case. Sure, I think the left-handed Matt Carpenter is going to be able to do some damage against him tonight, and Matt Carpenter always seems to get hot at Miller Park here. But sticking with the middle infield here, uh, we've got a few decent shortstop options on the table tonight. Uh, who are you rolling with on Tuesday? I'm going to go with Brandon Crawford. Um, you know, I don't really like his matchup very much. He's going against Granky. doesn't have great career numbers against Granky, but I'm not going to uh, let that deter me too, too much because uh, he's, he's going to be at home. Uh, I think Gr- Granky... Uh, He's just Chase, not having Chase his best Field, year. A little bit, uh, a little bit not pitcher friendly. Exactly. Right? So that's going against him as well. So you you got that working for you. And really, what what kind of sold me on Crawford here was just that uh, he's only twenty eight hundred. He's a guy that I, I'm comfortable paying like thirty five hundred for. Like he's just mm-hmm. a very solid, consistent, high floor guy. Um, and also, if if the rest of the Giants lineup is able to kind of touch up Grinky. Uh, you get to you get to uh, go against that Diamondbacks bullpen that is uh, I, I've watched them a good bit. They are the worst I've seen in baseball this year by a pretty fair uh, stretch. So I think Crawford is definitely going to be in line to to take advantage of that tonight. So I'm going to roll with him at 2800. Yeah, the shortstop position is starting to look a little bit more shallow here on FanDuel because yeah. you've got Corey Seager leading the way at 4300. He's kind of dealing with a it looks like a hand injury. Um, and he has been ruled out uh, Tuesday night, so you're not going to be able to use Seager tonight. Then you've got uh, Correa at 4,100. You can make a case for that. Xander Bogarts is always in play, although I don't know how I feel about the Odorizzi matchup. So I'm going to move down the list a little bit. I'm going to skip over Brad Miller and then go to Francisco Lindor at 3,400. You get a lefty against Andrew Albers of the Twins, uh, you know, pretty much a relative unknown to this point and uh, you know I, I think Lindor has a decent chance to touch him up I also don't mind using Tulo because he's still only 3200 that's Troy Tulowitzki again at Camden Yards gets Ubaldo Jimenez and uh, the, I think there's decent power potential there so 32 to 3400 I think are really the top shortstops on the day unless you can somehow fork out for Correa which you know it, it's not like the matchup tonight makes him a lock by any means so right I, I like those middle tier guys definitely and then you know you get 
Tulo and and Russell Martin, you know, combine them. That's only you know six thousand of your salary for you know two big pieces in a, in a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that opens things up if you want to use Edwin, if you want to use Bautista, or if you want to use Donaldson again. Of course, yeah, you're gonna have to rightfully pay up for a lot of those guys, but uh, someone that you probably want to get in your lineup if you are gonna go with the Blue Jays stack tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, but moving on to the hot corner here, another uh, pricey position, kind of like first base. Uh, there's a lot of top options. Donaldson remains stagnant in price at 4300 Nolan Arenado is 40 or I'm sorry Donaldson's 4400 Nolan Arenado is 4300 despite the Coors Field matchup uh, against Rich Hill so that's a, a slightly interesting matchup Chris Bryant he's been hot 4200 Justin Turner gets the Coors Field boost at 4000 to make him equivalent to Manny Machado and 4000 in price are you looking at that top tier if you can or do you have some value plays in mind I do have one value play that I like a lot, uh, kind of an under-the-radar guy, uh, Trevor Plouffe, uh, checking in at just 3,100. He's been really uh, having a great last couple weeks. He's hitting 340 uh, with a 918 OPS and 13 RBI uh, over the last two weeks. I mean, those are pretty uh, great numbers. Uh, they probably match up pretty pretty favorably to some of those other uh, really higher-priced guys, and you're only getting them for, for 3,100, which is mm-hmm. very reasonable, especially for a corner infield spot. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely going to have to roll with him tonight. It, I think that that uh, that price is just too good to pass up. Yeah, I'm keeping it in the same price range, and I'm going to go with Adrian Beltre, who goes up against James Paxton and the Mariners. He gets a a home matchup at Texas, so of course a slightly more hitter friendly ballpark there. And of course, it's the lefty in Paxton. You look at uh, Beltre splits on just the 2016 season here. His OPS against right-handers 785. His OPS against lefties 965. That's oh. noticeable enough of a difference for me. And you get. Adrian Beltre, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's 37, you know, but I I still think uh, that doesn't matter in a one-day sample size to me. It's look at this matchup for the day, and can he do it? And I think Adrian Beltre has a decent chance. If you need to save a grand or a little more than a grand uh, at the third base position, I think Beltre is the perfect way to do it. Though I can't knock Plouffe too much either. I just... I wish, as a Miguel Sano owner, I wish I was getting ploof production out of Sano. <laughs> if only I'd have, if I'd have, if I'd have seen myself saying that sentence at the beginning of the season, I'd thinking, Jake, what were you doing right. on draft day? <laughs> um, but but no, that that that's how how it rolls. I think there's some money to be saved at third base tonight if you want to stray away from those top options Definitely. here. Uh, there's also some money to be saved in the outfield there where there are a handful of options, but if you use some of these value plays, you might be looking at ways to get guys, maybe Mike Trout, 4,400, Mookie Betts, 4,200, Charlie Blackman, 4,100, Bryce Harper, another good call at 4,100. I think I'm going to try to use him when possible, but to afford those guys in do you have any cheaper guys you're looking at well i'm going to start off uh with one of my more expensive outfielders and work my way down uh, i'm going to go with uh Cespedes, checking in at 3900 uh he's one of the the high price guys that i'm definitely going to try to target tonight uh hopefully i'll be able to fit him in just because of some of the other value plays uh you know saving money at the third base position and so on and so forth so i think at 3900 i mean Cespedes is just on an absolute tear so it's hard to hard for me to stay away from him tonight uh, then I got uh, Michael Bourne. Uh, he has really great career numbers against Cueto. He's uh, 11 for 28, uh, and he, he's drawn five walks off him as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, he's always getting on base on, on Cueto. So I think there's a lot to like there. It's kind of a higher floor than we usually see for Bourne. And because the the season of Cueto that he's having, he actually gets a price decrease going up against someone like Cueto. Cueto's almost reached the status where he causes the prices of the hitters that he faces to go down almost similar in a way that Scherzer does. The, the Cueto effect. The Cueto effect. I like <laughs> it. And then um, rounding this out here, 3200 for 
for Billy Hamilton. I love using Billy Hamilton, and I always love uh, using hitters against Jared Weaver. Uh, I don't know how he's getting by with the smoke and mirrors at this point, throwing like the 65-mile-an-hour curveball. But I think Hamilton's going to be able to definitely uh, get aboard a few times. And it's not like Weaver's particularly quick to the plate anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to see some steals, too. Yes. So. Somehow uh, Bartolo Colon, Aegis Wonder, can get by with that, you know, with an 84, 85-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, maybe he needs to sit down and give Weaver a little tutorial on, on how to do that. But, again, Bart's just a unique talent. So. Of course, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a legend. Any excuse I can get to mention Bart <laughs> in, in a conversation, in a podcast. Gotta Even on it. days he's not pitching, I think is well worth it here. Uh, but, yeah, do like your outfield picks i want to throw a couple more options into the mix here uh guys i like one of these guys is one of your baltimore orioles it's time for buck showalter to get steve pierce in the lineup tonight his uh his price is just 3300 and against ja hap although hap does have some decent uh gpp appeal tonight steve pierce is nine for 25 with four home runs against a ja hap i mean that's roughly a homer every six at bats Mm -hmm. giving him pretty good odds of finding a way to connect tonight now maybe not necessarily the same ja hap that he's faced before hap's having a pretty decent season but uh you know something to consider i mean when you have a sample size of 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 25 or more and he's got four home runs against the guy i mean no one else in today's slate has four home runs against the pitcher they're facing so i mean at least he got that going for you so pierce at 3300 decent homer potential there for a for a reasonable price also looking in the outfield this might be a little bit of a stretch he's been getting in the lineup a lot lately but you got to look at rob segadine he's 2900 despite being at coors field okay. if he if he is in the lineup even if it's in the bottom half of the lineup uh, i think they're going to turn through that lineup multiple times tonight mm-hmm. and 2900 is some very very reasonably priced coors field exposure here so it's not like i'm i'm super high on, on Rob Sagan being a 10-year veteran here for, for a while. But uh, I, I think tonight there, there's a good chance he's able to get a couple of base hits and, uh, and, and potentially return value there. I mean, you want to find some way to get exposure to Coors Field. That game is a 10.5 over under. Uh, and to the top-priced guys, you're going to have to shell out 4000 a pop for him. Uh, you know, unless you want to get a pitcher or something, which, you know, <laughs> there's that. So uh, I think that's a good way to get exposure there. So uh, so that'll do it there for my outfield picks. Fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Fantasy football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just the new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve everything you need to know that everything sports has to offer to make you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all their fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the whole top half wins real cash. Or you can settle the score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new features to ensure a fair and level playing field. Have all the fun that football has to offer. Have all the fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel be sports rich john before we move on to pitchers you got to pick a chalk play for the day one guy you're locking into all of your lineups uh who stands out the most as your chalk play this evening i think scherzer just the the sheer strikeout potential that we that we're seeing here like i mentioned earlier the phillies striking out the third most uh in baseball in the second half and scherzer's the kind of guy that uh he's going to mow down like even the most disciplined team. So I think in this case, we're really going to see at least 10 strikeouts. I really do believe that. So I I think using him, even though he's 11,000, 
uh, in 200. Uh, you know, that's he's still just the matchup is too perfect. I got to mm-hmm. go with Scherzer. Yeah, there's a lot to like there, and uh, we are in agreement in this. It's just something uh, you know that you got to decide if you're going to pay up or try to save a little money. How confident are you in the high-priced hitters tonight? So exactly. I like the Scherzer pick. I can't argue there. I'm going to go back to the BVP matchup of the day, though, and the targeting of Big Willie style in Milwaukee. I like Matt Carpenter. 4300 you got to pay oh, up yeah. for it but man you got you got his his numbers at miller park going in his favor his numbers against willie peralta his numbers against the brewers the fact that he'll be leading off a, a potent enough lineup against a pitcher that is prone to, prone to blowouts yeah. there's just everything's leaning in for matt carpenter tonight again you got to pay for it but i'm gonna try to that, fit him in too i'm, yeah. t- I'm definitely convinced mm-hmm. something that you gotta you gotta find a way here uh but what's your favorite stack of the day if you're gonna pick a, a load of um just a load of hitters to go up against here. Are you going to the highest over-unders of the day, or you have some uh, some sneakier ones? Um, I think, you know, it's never a bad idea to, to stack up some Blue Jays. Um, and I think especially on a day where uh, where you're going against Ubaldo Jimenez, this is like one of those times where you where you definitely like don't just consider it. You gotta you gotta do it. You gotta make it happen. So I'm trying to get at least two to three Blue Jays into my lineup tonight. And then on the sneakier end of things, uh, I do like the Reds uh, going against Jared Weaver. I think that the Reds have some sneakily good bats that are ne- never seem to be overly highly priced. Uh, you know, Billy Hamilton, for example, sitting at 3,200 with like the best steal potential of anyone in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, I think that that's a really favorable matchup. So those are my two that I'm going to kind of lean on this evening. Yeah. Well, one stack option that I didn't talk a lot about in the hitters that I want to really turn back to is the Cleveland Indians against Andrew Albers. Now, there's nothing against Andrew Albers, but he's pretty much a he's a 30 year old pitcher, uh, a right hander, or I'm sorry, a left hander. It looks like, uh, but uh, he's a 30 year old pitcher that I mean, there's just not there's nothing too crazy impressive about him. I I, I mean. Uh, He's just kind of a, someone, a fill-in option. It's not exactly. Like, you look at a Twins pitcher; they've got tons of young prospects in their pitch in their system. And if someone like that was just coming up, I'd be a little more hesitant. But Albers is a guy who's kind of he's had three brief stints in the majors. He's been with the Twins in 2013, got to the majors with the Blue Jays in 2015, and now again with the Twins. His fastball tops out around 86, 87. So oh there's not a lot there. And then. I mean, you look at his minor league numbers, he's tossed 124 innings for AAA this year. He's only six, striking out about six per nine innings, so that's not a ton. And yeah, his numbers, he's got a pretty decent FIP, a three six eight in the minors, so that, that's respectable enough. Sure. But can someone who doesn't strike out a ton of guys and doesn't bring a lot of velocity on their fastball carry anything close to that to the major league level, especially against the Cleveland Indians, who are right. vying for a pennant this this year? And and there's there are Indians bats that I think are reasonable enough, not only Lindor, but there, there's a few other ones there. Uh, so happily, uh, Jose Ramirez is always a great value. Like people always yeah, kind of his price hasn't quite caught him. up yet. Yeah, and Napoli is someone that uh, I, I think could also go deep. So there's there's a decent amount to like there. And uh, you know, even if you wanted to use someone like Santana, I wouldn't even say lefties are off limits in that stack. So exactly uh, something to consider uh, in the matchup tonight here. But moving along here, I just want to run down the high over unders before we get to our tourney plays. Uh, Dodgers Rockies, no doubt about that. Highest over under Coors Field, ten and a half. We got the White Sox and Ronaldo against the Tigers and Daniel Norris. Over under is ten in that game. And then you got Jay Happ and the Blue Jays at the Orioles and Ubaldo Jimenez. Another game over under ten. You've at least alluded to that one before. How oh, yeah. you probably want to get some Toronto shares here. Speaking of Toronto shares, who are you looking at for your tournament play tonight, John? I'm going to go with Jay Happ. I think that. Uh, 
it's just one of those things where he, he doesn't have like the best uh, K potential, but he does have 17 wins on the year. And, you know, he, we're going to see him really get close to 20 uh, by, by this time next month. And I think, you know, before his sort of average outing against the Angels last week, he had, he had put up at least 40 FanDuel points in each of his last five starts. Um, so that, that sort of bankable consistency, uh, I, I just I can't stay away from it. And I think that uh, he's going to fluster the Orioles hitters one through nine the whole way through. Um, and I think that obviously he's going to get the requisite run support but just by the fact that Ubaldo is going to be opposing him. Ubaldo is just going to get lit up. So I'm going to go with Hap. I think mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's sort of like a guy that, that probably won't be super highly owned, but I think his floor is incredibly high. So I'm, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I, I I do like that pick a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Josh Tomlin tonight, though. He's only 7,200, and I actually debated using Tomlin in cash games tonight just because uh, because the win probability seems off the charts today. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest thing. But you look at, I think he's better suited for a tournament play because you look at his recent game log, and everyone's going to click on that and look at that and be like, what the heck? Why is <laughs> why is he even seventy two hundred? Because he has struggled lately. There's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, to his credit, though, I mean, some of the it's been against the Rangers, against the Blue Jays, against the Red Sox, against the Nationals, and once started Yankee Stadium, uh, and, and that can wreck any pitcher's sure. ERA. So, especially kind of a middle tier guy. Before that stretch, he had a three four three ERA on the year. So, I, I know you can't just throw out a five game sample size, especially when it was his last five. But I'm going to give him a pass against this one because he's got a much, uh, much more friendly matchup against the Twins here. And Tomlin and the Indians, they're actually minus 220 favorites against Andrew Elbers and the Twins. So Huge. Vegas likes them essentially even more than Scherzer to win that game, which is uh, pretty amazing to me. So that's why Tomlin jumped out as someone to even consider there. And uh, I don't know, but I, then I started looking at Tomlin's metrics, and they really do confuse me. I mean, I mentioned he had that 3-4-3 ERA, which was pretty nice before the five-game stretch there. His ERA is now a 470, but he's got a 520 FIP, yet a 416 X FIP. So I just want to elaborate on that a little bit. Um, it means that he doesn't strike out a ton of guys because, you know, fielding independent pitching, there's not a ton of uh, strikeout potential there. But that also means that his ERA has been slightly overstated by ballpark factors. So, I mean, it's not only the schedule, but the ballpark factors and his home run rate, I think, I believe it's over two per, per nine. And uh, that that's not necessarily average if you go against, you know, the league average and teams and ballparks here. So kind of bring it here we, we go to we go um, against Minnesota where there's not quite as many threats in the lineup at a reasonable ballpark I think it levels out and I agree with Vegas I think the Indians can come out on top of that tonight so I mean hey take your 30 fantasy points from Tomlin tonight and, and stack up on hitters because there's plenty of hitters to do so this evening bringing the xfit man that is that was impressive you brought the sauce today yeah i mean i I had i had to try to somehow make some sense out of these numbers because when you very i mean very rarely if ever do you see an era fall somewhere in between a fip and an xfit right usually they're both either higher than the era or they're both lower than the era so you had to try to make some sense out of those numbers i did my best to do it in the the simplest terms possible but i guess we'll see here on tuesday night sense to me all right so uh real quick before we wrap up whether we've got uh pittsburgh at chicago yankees at the Royals, Dodgers at the Rockies. All of those games have, as we sit here at about 2 p.m. Eastern record time here, as we sit here, they've got around a 40% chance. So uh, definitely want to monitor that. No games are super, super red flags tonight, so it's looking like more likely than not they'll be played, but it is worth checking back up on, especially if you have a ton of Coors Field exposure here, or if you're using uh, Hosmer, like you mentioned, or if maybe... um, 
maybe you're using Rizzo Donaldson. Uh, I'm sorry, not Donaldson, but Rizzo Bryant or mm-hmm. some of those Cubs guys against the Pirates tonight. So worth checking out the weather there. For sure. All right. But before we finish up, we do have a special offer for brand new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit uh, on FanDuel. Again, if it's your first time deposit, just throw 10 bucks in through the links on our website or go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire, and you'll get a free six months of access. That's a $40 value, so a huge deal for you. Not only do you get the free subscription, but you get that $10 to play with on FanDuel. So, Way over $40 in value for just 10 bucks here. Uh, but if you're already a FanDuel user and missed out on this promotion and still want to check out the website, you can just go to rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial. That's rotowire.com slash pod. We'll get you 10 days, get you ready for your football drafts, get you all set to go for the MLB Optimizer tonight here. Well, once again, I'm Jake Latarski. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski 52 and I'm John McKechnie. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return on Wednesday. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free. Only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.